from the Underground Studio. This is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and more so we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Sipping Social Podcast. Uh, here we are on episode nine, and today is going to be another great day for the the show as we get to welcome on my buddy Brad Hill from North Coast Brewery. I uh, love working with Brad. We're going to get to talk to him about where he started and how he got to be where he's at. I'm really excited to learn a lot more about him than what I already know. Uh, we also have a secondary guest today because unfortunately my co-host uh, Garrett Turnquist cannot join us. So my lovely fiance Kate is going to join us and bring her wealth of knowledge of the restaurant industry and her smartness of questions that she's going to ask Brad uh, to the show. I'm excited to have both of them on. Um, let's get into it. we got a lot to talk about. What are we currently sipping on? Kate, what do you got? Uh, I'm sipping on Rebel Yell. Ooh, nice. Johnny, what do you got? Uh, I got the Balvini 14-year. It's uh, finished in Caribbean casks. That's pretty fancy. Yeah, little rum, rum barrel casks. Awesome. Brad, what do you got? I have the Wild Turkey Long Branch. Nice, nice. I'm sipping on the Four Roses Single Barrel. Really, really tasty. Let's have a little cheers for the podcast and uh, get it cracking. Cheers. Cheers. Johnny. Duh. We always do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys um check us out on social media on instagram the sipping social podcast instagram uh we have our website check that out soon we'll be having some uh, more merchandise available more hats that we've uh, designed that are really really dope check them out and let us know what you think there's a new beer tax proposal in illinois our lovely new governor uh, jb wants to raise 120 million dollars in alcohol taxes and 20% increase for beer and 47% for wine and spirits. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I feel like a lot of new local breweries and new breweries in Illinois are gonna are, are not going to be happy no, about this. Nobody's happy about this. These guys, some of these guys are like small time. They can't afford to have a 20% hike on their stuff. No. You know, it's not like some of the more successful breweries around here. Like I'm just going to throw it out there. Noon Whistle is doubling their production every year. It's going to affect them, but on a much smaller scale, there's some of these guys that don't distribute, uh, they self-distribute, or, you know, they gotta they got to eat that, that cost, to be honest with you. Well, I also think the big dogs in the game then can take advantage more because, you know, when you got these little guys, these crap breweries out there trying to sell to a local restaurant, um, they're going to have a hard time because their prices on barrels or their prices on cases is going to be way higher than your not as domestic. Approach, not as approachable as yeah. domestic. That's a great point. Kate, what's your thoughts on the tax hike? So how does this affect the consumer, I guess, is my question. Um, well, you're going to pay more on taxes for it. So if you're twelve ninety nine, So it's a sin tax. Yeah, exactly what it is. But people are going to pay it. People will pay for it. People pay the sin tax on cigarettes. People pay the sin tax on soda. People are going to keep drinking. Absolutely. I agree. Um, but I, mean, it does... I don't agree with exploiting people for their vices. I mean, I have every, you know. Yeah. I used to be a smoker. I drink. But people, I don't, I feel like with the history of sin tax, people are still going to 
It's not gonna. It's not, not gonna, gonna deter it, right? people from drinking. Right. No, people drink when they're happy or when they're sad. So exactly. Yeah. That's why it's the best job to have. Doesn't matter what the. <laughs> it is what, true. You're good to go no matter yeah. what. <laughs> let's let's. This is hilarious. Uh, the last podcast we did, actually two podcasts ago, we had on Nick Schofield from Salamoth who mentioned a bacteria called Lactobacillus which we found out from our friend Stephanie, who is in the medical industry, that lactobacillus is a healthy, normal flora of bacteria found in vaginas. <laughs> yeah, and she promptly texted us that. Exactly. What, 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 did she say at the, what did she say at the end of the text? Do you remember? Oh, geez, I don't remember. She said, drink up, boys. Oh, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> so we, uh, we all learned something from Stephanie. Thanks, Steph. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you're listening, and I uh, hope you can send in some more stuff that we can, we can talk about. Hey, at least, it's, at least it's healthy bacteria. It's healthy. It's normal. It's good to go. Let's talk about beer. Sam, <laughs> Let's move on. Move on. Moving on. <laughs> Sam Adams just bought Dogfish Head to the tune of $300 million. That's pretty big pretty big news in the craft brewery world. Dogfish Head has been around forever. Sam Adams has been around forever. We talked about the merging of two massive giants. That's going to affect a lot of different things in our industry. Where is Dogfish Head out of? Dogfish Head is out of Delaware on the East Coast. Okay. I, I got to think that they've been around as long as North Coast, maybe not as long, but and you're talking about East Coast compared to West Coast. But Do you think that Sam Adams being Boston, yeah? Yeah. That the, I mean, just the geography had something to do with it? Makes sense. And I, I, I guarantee you Sam Adams has the um, exposure nationwide and the distribution nationwide that Dogfish Head might not have on the West Coast or even the representation out there to, to sell their beer. I do wonder how many states they're in, for sure. Dogfish Head? Yeah. Yes. I think they're like from 1995. Can that be right? Yeah. Yeah. They've been around a long time. So the North Coast has been around since the 80s. So they've been around longer, which is badass. They produce a lot more barrels than us. That's for sure. 262,000 barrels of beer annually. That's a lot. That's that's apparently how much uh, 300 million will get you yearly. Yeah. (laughs) Sure will. We just found out that the Cubs coach, Joe Madden, is opening up a restaurant in Wrigleyville. Uh, it just opened up. He's teaming up with star Chicago chef Tony Montuano. Uh, Tony is a James Beard Award-winning chef, and I think he's at uh, Spiaggia, which is Michelin-rated. That's how he got his start. And this concept for this restaurant is a Polish-Italian restaurant. Hmm. So what do we, what do we got? What? Pierogies with... Italian beef like slabbed on top of it or pierogies with marinara? Yeah. Sausage is something that's common to the two. Sausage? Mm. Polish sausage. sausage and peppers. Italian some sausage. marinara sauce. Mm. I, I definitely want to check it out. I'm going to overpay for some sausage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. It, is it fine dining? I have no idea. It's on Waveland. It just opened up a couple of weeks ago, but it can't be like, fi- uh, like just chill style because of this guy as the chef like right away you got to think that he's going to command a price as far as his dishes go he's going to be like here's your 12.99 polish sausage so this isn't a pre-game post-game stop for a beer and a snack i I think we're going to have to go down there and find out yeah i I think that i'm always up for a field trip that's that's what we just decided r&d let's do it the beer which we're super excited about brad brought a bunch north coast brewery that's all we're talking about. We'll get into that in a little bit. 
customer of the week yelpers yelp yeef <laughs> the yeef yelpers we're going to talk about yelpers I, we we all have something to talk about when it comes to that and since we all just mentioned yeef we're going to say exactly what it is and it's our yearly industry ebb and flow ebb and flow is a recurrent or rhythmical pattern of coming and going or declining growth our yeef right now is the patio season at burger social it is absolutely killing us. It's crushing it. We're crushing it. We got yeefed all over with the patio season. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Maybe we'll take that out. Yeah. Uh, but we got our... <laughs> no, I like that. Yeefed all got, over. I got yeefed on. I got yeefed on. Yeefed it was going on. great, and then I got yeefed <laughs> So patio season, uh, we, we have to put on extra servers. Our labor goes up. It's just more mayhem. Our super small kitchen just is making like a third more burgers and fries. Everybody's yelling at each other. Everybody's really hot and really happy. It's fantastic. Yeah, the money's. Got the money's though. Ching ching. Yeah, absolutely rolling in. Let's just get into the interview and talk to Brad and learn about him and, and where he comes from. Uh, we always start off with this question. It's super simple, but we love it. What was your first job in the beer industry or the beer world? So... I have worked all three tiers of, you know, the beer world, and I started in retail. I was actually a liquor manager at Jewel Osco for for a while, for for a really long time. How long was that? I worked at Jewel Osco for fourteen years. Oh, Holy oh, cow! Wow. Yeah. Decade and a half, right there. I'm surprised I'm still alive. <laughs> Good union job. Yeah, retail. Oof. Yeef. <laughs> that's a whole other side of it, right? There. That's yeah. a whole other side of the yeah. yeef. Yeah, no, but that's how that's how I started. I uh thought I was gonna do that for a really long time and then I realized the money's really not that good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so how often do you get to, you know, kinda go off on your own and order some interesting things into Jewel? I mean, is it just kind of the standard, here's a sheet, order it? So it's kind of funny that you ask that question. Um, you can figure out what's approved for Julasco. And if you have the cojones to actually order it in and be willing to maybe get yelled at or maybe just be like, why'd you bring that in? And you go, because it's good. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, It's kind of the choice of, the liquor manager, really, end of the day, if they're willing to look into what can be ordered, they can order it hmm. Hmm. to a point. Right. There's obviously things that aren't approved, which goes up through corporate. You have to get an approval. You have to have a UPC accepted at store level, etc. Once it's accepted, it's turned on. It might not be on the shelf, but if it's turned on, you can order it. Okay. So the trip from Jewel to Jewel to Jewel to Jewel to try to find a bottle, and I probably wouldn't do this at Jewel, but to find a unique bottle, it, there could be one at a different store. It's not like every store has their same list of things. For the most part, everyone has the same list. Uh, the shelves are, it, they break it down into different names, affluent, uh, affluent, super craft, etc. Like they have different mm -hmm. names for locations of stores. So me, I'm looking, you know, beer industry i'm looking for super craft stores ones that are known for pushing a little more volume and that's the stores i want to get into but as far as a bottle of you know bourbon goes 
Um, you just got to find out if it's approved. They can special order it for you. You could buy a keg at Jewel if you wanted to. If you walk in and say, hey, I want this. They'll get it for you. There's no UPC on a keg. You know, mm. you, you walk in with it, um, a monster, the UPC's on it. So it can either be accepted or not. There's not a UPC on a keg. Mm. Never thought of it. It's going to be expensive, but you can do it. How long have you been working with North Coast? I have been with North Coast for two and a half years. Uh, previously worked for Windy City Distribution. That's how you got hooked up with them? Yeah, so it, it was funny because Jewel Osco, I started becoming better friends with Windy City because they were one of my distributors. Actually, the first craft beer I think I had was North Coast Brother Thelonious, which is funny that I know. Nice plug. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> that? That's how I like fell in love with North Coast, though. And then I got a job with Windy City, and that's how I got plugged with North Coast. It's all about networking, especially like the beer world and you know reps and things of that nature. I feel like a lot of reps come out of either working retail or working behind a bar and knowing the product and being able to sell it because they've been selling it themselves. You know. Where is the brewery? So the brewery is in... Fort Bragg, California. It's about a three and a half hour drive from San Francisco straight north. Pretty unbelievable. Like while you're listening to this, hit pause, Google North Coast Brewing Company, check out Fort Bragg, California. And just going up there, you you not only fall in love with the beer, but you fall in love with the area. I mean, mm. you look outside the windows of the brewery, you see the ocean, but you have to drive through the redwoods to get there. Awesome. I mean, it's yeah. a horrible place to visit. Jeez. Why do we live in <laughs> Illinois? You can go two different directions. You can go up the coast, like Route 1, to get there, or you can go through the Redwoods. That's so cool. So Californ- California is so go? pretty. One g- Guaranteed once a year. It all depends on how things are going. If we put together a trip for some people, you know, more than once, but guaranteed once a year. That's That's pretty cool. And it's always when it sucks here. Nice. In the winter? Yeah. Cool. And is that a company-wide thing? You guys are yeah, all there Yeah, we all, all, all of us North Coast guys get together, have a little team building, hang out, uh, meetings during the day, beers at night, long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> do you think so, it, sounds romantic. Do you think if I open a can, I'll just get a nice big whiff of the North Coast? Just a if nice we, big whiff of... If we had cans... Mm. Oh, you don't have cans? Not yet. Oh, that's an interesting. Not yet. Yeah. Ooh, working on it? To be discussed. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's this year. Well, we can get into that right now. Like, So you, you're just strictly bottles, and then a lot of people are going cans these days. Yeah. I don't think we ever discovered like why that is. Probably but, more affordable. Yeah. So the thing about cans is you can stack a lot more okay. on a shipment, and your cost goes down. Like, the reason you go to the store and you see North Coast beers at this price, the freight. Yeah. I mean, where we are located, it, these bottles of beer take longer trips than most people do in their lives to mm. get to Illinois. They got to go from where we are in Fort Bragg, California, through all the switchbacks and the Redwoods, down to a warehouse, basically right by Pataluma, and then... To get out here takes a train ride. So 
for us to make the get the freshest beer possible, it takes generally about six days to get out to Illinois from California. And then Damn. you got to pay that freight cost, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of gets you into competition with other places. I mean, we make some of the best liquid in the world, guaranteed. People will tell you that. But the cost of it is sometimes what drives the business. That's a great segue into... The next question, which is probably my favorite question on the docket today, what's it like selling for a West Coast brewery in a very competitive beer market that really specializes in local breweries and has a lot of local breweries? So in all honesty, I think it would be impossible if our beer sucked, Mm. but our beer is awesome. So there you go. Bottom line is good quality product. you, You know, there's a lot of restaurants that only buy local. I get it. I understand it. But for those that don't, you want quality liquid, hopefully, because that's what drives customers to keep coming back. Same as a limited whiskey list, mm. great food. All these things need to have a companionship to make a place work. How many beers do you have, uh, like running at, at, like you know, for a year? Like uh, how many different styles do you guys have? I believe we have thirteen year rounds. Thirteen year rounds. Um, but the Chicago market, we don't bring. All of those in. It, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we make an IPA, but we generally don't bring that into the Chicago market. There's plenty of IPAs all across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so we bring our, we call them the core three out here. Scrimshaw, Prankster, Old Rasputin. Um, extremely hard beers to put another beer up against it and say this is better i know at one point you guys were the only certified non-gmo brewery in the u.s is that still the case so um i'm not completely positive on that i I do like to say that you know the beers that we make are certified non-gmo i mean across the board there's a lot of breweries that have non-gmo beers um but it's nice to know that all of our beers that are not barrel-aged are non-GMO. So that's about 13 beers that are all certified non-GMO. And that is not an easy label to get on your beer. There's a lot of tests that mm-hmm. go to get that certification. It's got to be costly, too, because sure. you're using fresh, local, uh, non-modified you know, yeah, you need, stuff. You, you, need, need, you need to know what is going on in that farm and everything that goes into the process 100 percent. what is that process like to get gmo certified um so just a couple of, you know i don't want to say that's above my pay grade <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of is because to be honest with you it has to be insane yeah i mean i know that i know that for a couple of our beers it took a year before we could put the non-GMO that label, label on, on there. Yeah. Man, what a, what our, our seasonals. Yeah. It's, what a process. It's, it's super crazy. And it's not cheap. That That's going to add to the cost of your six packs Everything. or your four packs, whatever you guys are selling them in. You would think a lot of that would be like out of your control too, like especially like your vendors that you're, or your people that you work with. You know, for your the, the stuff that goes into your product, you know, you have to vet them, right? And then well, you know, they have to get GMO certified. We've been we've been around so long. Yeah. I mean, we've been around since '89, '88. So thirty, we're on our thirty-first year. So a lot of the people we work with, we've been working with mm. for forever. So I don't think that part's really the hard mm. part. You know, a lot of the newer guys have to find, oh, this cost was great. This cost is better can we still make good beer with 
this cost, etc. We've been lucky enough, I believe, to still have these relationships. I mean, beer restaurant business is a relationship built business. You, you trust each other. That's why you keep working with each other. I think the same goes for buying your, your grains, your hops, so on and so on. Mm-hmm. When you were talking earlier about how many barrels uh, Dogfish Head makes a year um, compared to yours, do you know the the total amount of barrels you guys brew? Or? We're, we're a little over 70,000 a year. So Dogfish is, I think I said 300,000, somewhere around there. Yeah, near that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That just kind of gives you a perspective. Yeah, scope of, of what the beer world looks like in the comparison of the two. But we are in 48 states in six countries. Boom. Wow. Inter- international. Yeah. If awesome. you can guess the two states, a bayou, uh, something. Alaska and Hawaii. Any Te- other guesses? <laughs> Texas and Nevada. What, what's your guess? Maine and Alabama. No. I love you. <laughs> well, I can't wait to find out who it is. Yeah. Wyoming and West Virginia. Heathens. Hmm. What? We, we Wyoming? Don't, we don't like the letter W. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's not. That's not it at all. Don't ask me why. Well, I thought you were going to have a good story about that, why. The letter W. That is the good story. <laughs> it, uh. The fact is, everyone thinks Hawaii and Alaska. It's not the case, which is crazy. Well, I'm glad I guess I think like everybody else, and then these guys are on their own. I'm just, yeah. a, just a, a sheep he over set, here. He set you up. No doubt. <laughs> you go first. Do you think there's a little bit of an allure uh, coming from a brewery that's in such a you know a beautiful spot um, to to have their beers in that way? Like, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but like you know breweries that come from like these beautiful locations, like um, like Breckenridge Breckenridge Brewery. Like I love getting their beers because I've been there, and I know it's just an awesome spot. The location's beautiful. They probably use the best water from those rocky mountains sure you know that kind of thing do you think that has has any benefit or effect on your brand or i mean in all honesty if you go to fort bragg you're gonna be a fan for life i've ran into guys that are you know older guys and they're wearing a a fort bragg hat and come to a beer fest and they go to our tent and stay there i remember going to the restaurant or so and so but you have to be willing to take that three and a half hour journey to get there and i mean the whole trip's worth it but you have to be willing to do it so it all adds just adds up in, into the experience of what you're drinking where you're drinking the ambience of being on a vacation or visiting some place that's special especially when you live in illinois and there's no place <laughs> like that i mean like seriously you go to those places and you're like wow it's amazing yeah, yeah. um i want to ask you what are some of the best breweries that you've been to just a couple off the cuff, uh, local or not, um, not including North coast. Um, I love Salamoth. Nice. I love their beer. Are you going to Oath Day this weekend? Uh, I hope so. Um, I did talk to Nick. We did a little taxi text. Nice. You going to hook it up? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that they did. They were doing. I should have talked to them about this before, but they're doing different tiers for the first time this year. Yeah, bro. I read that. I got a snaggletooth tattoo. Yes, you do. It is yeah. right there. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, I really dig their beers. They're good. Great and, people, too. Um, yeah, we really enjoyed having Nick on, and I, we're actually we're brewing with them on June 17th. Um, the big guy, too. We're bringing, bringing home like 50 half barrels. Oh, yeah. 
That's, that's going to be awesome. I, uh, I rode a mechanical shark two years ago, I think it was, at Ote. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like a awesome time. <laughs> I was I was uh, shotgunning loose or maybe a snaggles. So pretty sober. Yeah. So it was like a, it was like a bull ride, but it was a, like a great white shark. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. It was amazing. That, that's this weekend on uh, Saturday. Really? Yeah. It's oh, too cool. It's too bad I'm gonna be drunk after watching my soccer game. Um, I will not make it there. Oof. We got. I got my teams in the championship game. Two Yeef. o'clock. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeef, right. Yeef, I will be. You don't want to plug your team. Uh, no. Okay. After they win, I will. If they don't win, then they don't get nothing. He's superstitious, <laughs> and they're not paying right. us. So, it's so dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part about your job? So many good parts. I I'm actually really I love driving, so. I've always been that way too. Like I love road trips, so jumping in the car and driving a few hours, like I love that part. Windshield time, cool. I don't like getting stuck on the highway, especially when you got pee. It's mm. horrible. <laughs> um, I love talking to new people. I love building relationships. I love that the relationships that we build sometimes can turn into pretty cool friendships i love how tight-knit the beer community is um even though it's competitive it can be cutthroat but you know when like nick said when he was on a couple weeks ago at the end of the day you're all brewing beer you're all selling beer you're all drinking beer just don't shark anybody that's the stuff that drives me nuts is when these new guys come in and they think they understand it but everybody knows each other so Mm. once you start trying to like snag something off of Someone that you really shouldn't compete with. Some shysty work right there. Shysty work. I don't like the shysty work. <laughs> can you can you elaborate a little bit on that? Let's talk about the, the term shark. Oh, so yeah. earlier you, you were yeah. riding a mechanical shark. Oh, and now, oh, yeah, yeah. now we're sharking <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, so sharking. this is the theme. Of is it Shark the, Week? Yeah, I don't think it is. But oh, they, I love they, they should be. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> she sings it all the time. All the time. I, I, think, I think, you know. I get it. It's all competition. I get that we're all trying to do the same thing, sell beer. But don't talk shit about someone that's in the same industry as right. you. It's, it's going to get back to them. Do not talk shit. Yeah. You talked about Snaggletooth Bandana earlier. Yep. Is that your favorite beer, or is there something out there that, that tops Ooh. that that's not North Coast? I know we keep saying not North Coast. but So we're not going to talk about High Life, right? No, I'm joking. Um, Whatever you want. Coors Light's on the Natter table. Day. Coors Light. No. Natter Day. God, that's a hangover never, in a can. I've never had one. Ooh, that's... It's a, it's a legend. Legend. It's... Man, that's tough. There's a lot of really good beer out there. There's a ton of like, good beer. No, no denying it. And I think it depends on my mood. I always like the lager category. I, I kind of steer away from IPAs for the most part when it comes to Desert Island beers. Just... Because I chug the hell out of Pilsners or Kolsch's all day. IPAs, I get to a point and I'm like, ah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Fills, so, fills you up a little bit or just... Yeah, I don't know. My taste buds. I, I Nothing tastes the same after you drink a bunch of IPAs. I, so what's the number one Pilsner? I'm sorry to interrupt you. What's the p- number one Pilsner or Kolsch you got on your list? That's not North Coast? That's not North Coast. I love Lou. Boom. I knew you were going to say it's that. It's so good. <laughs> it was good. Their beer is so good. I, I hadn't had Lou in a long time, and I was really glad to revisit it um, because it was delicious. But let's not talk about Salamoth. We're here to talk about yeah, North, North Coast. Coast. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you, though, what was your first? Everyone remembers their first 
beer that they're like, oh, back in the day, I used to drink this shit out of. Ooh. Blank. Yeah. I used to drink. Ooh, when I was young, I used to drink the shit out of Rolling Rock. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people say that. Oh, man. You know how easy those were to drink? (laughs) Me too. Mine was Heineken. I feel like so many people are green bottle beers. What you got, Johnny? What's your back in the day? I was just going to say, like, that that, that green bottle style. (laughs) Green bottle beers, yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever seen The Rock, but at the end, end, they have this, like, they're opening up these capsules, you know, like these missile capsules, and it's going to like destroy San Francisco, and they open up the capsule, it's a great and movie. there are the these green, like green, green balls <laughs> that reminds me of the Rolling Rock bottles, and I could never drink another beer that's in that type of colored glass, because the guy, I don't want to tell you about the movie, but... Well, what was, what it's was, not a spoiler. That movie's like 15 years old. I, Nin- I think, I think, <laughs> no, I think 1998 no, no. is when that movie came the out. The scene is pretty graphic, but he basically shoves this like, you know, cr- uh, glass green ball into like, one of the, the, uh, the asshole's like, mouths. And, and and punches him in the, in the chin, and it's like acid, and his like face melts off. Yeah, Yo, if, part. if you edit that properly, it'll sound like he shoved one of the green balls in his asshole. Oh yeah, well he's the producer, <laughs> so he's the, the one. That, he's the one editing. That would have been a, a better scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. Let's go back to what we were talking about, Johnny. Back in the day, you used to drink the shit out of what? When oh, you man. were 17, 18, 19, What do you got? I think it was just Miller Light, cans of Miller Light. Mine was Keystone Light. Oof, it was so bad. But you could get a thirty brick for like nine ninety nine. You can tell he's from Glendale Heights, <laughs> right? And then you can spend the, the whole next day in the toilet. <laughs> what about your Heineken? Mm, Talk about being from Naperville that. and being yeah. Well, that makes sense too. Yeah, crunchy Heineken, or whatever word you use. Heineken's so. <laughs> more expensive. You know, <laughs> Heineken is way more that expensive. That was my like bar beer. That wasn't my like. What was your well? There was your crush. Yeah, what was was your crusher? The patio crusher. Oh, was probably Natty Light. Okay, see, talk about spending on the the whole day on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) So no one's no one's talking about Milwaukee's best. Oh, the beast. No, I would I would I would drink Bush, light. Yeah, the lactobacillus. The no, yeah, the (laughs) lactobacillus. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Drink it up, boys. Oh good, Jesus! Um, <laughs> let him just sit on the face and bush it up. All right, okay. We're moving I'm on. We got a lady. We got a lady in the house. Let's, 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 let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, what is your favorite whiskey or bourbon you've ever had? Top dog. What oh. we want to know, dude. Doesn't matter. Just say it. Ever had? Ever had? Best. Oh man. Um, how's that? This place downtown in Wrigley. And I had a flight of whiskeys, and I don't remember. It was from the Buffalo Trace family. Fuck, I don't remember which one it was, but it was so good. They make the best stuff? It was so good. Their their booze is the best. And now we've already discussed this. Biz. It is the best in the biz. What's your favorite Buffalo Trace booze over there, babe? Elmer T. Lee. Mm, really good. Sazerac Rye is one of my favorites. It will. Not Johnny's Johnny loves Blanton's. Blanton's oh, I love good. Blanton's. That's his go-to. I love Blanton's so much that I bought a bottle off of you, Mike. I know you did because I couldn't find it anywhere else. I, that's because I, I had two. No jewels had it, but they do carry it every now and then. People tell me they get it yeah, at Jewel. That's what Garrett was saying. That's like, like one I of the places to find Blanton's. Yeah. It's crazy. That yeah, the, yeah they, they do. They get it every now and then. That's and why you just always ask have for to it. Check put it on the shelf. Just say, look, I want this. I got actually a bottle of Rip Van Winkle from Jewel Osco. Mm. The 10-year? Yeah. What, what was that going for? 
I think I got it for $52. Steal. It's an absolute yeah. steal. Yeah. In your opinion, what's the next, I mean, what's the next craze? We had our IPA thing. We did the whole hop heavy thing. We, the beer, the, the barrel aged thing. England, and the now New the England. New England thing. We did the black IPAs. What's that? The pastry stuff. Oh, the patisseries. Now that's the, I feel like it's the milkshake IPAs. Milkshake IPAs. Yeah. yeah. The pastries and the milkshakes. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of adjuncts. A lot of not feeling or good the next day. Do you feel, like it's, a, do you feel like it's a return of a return of another classic style? So this is or? what I'm hoping for. Not maybe what'll happen. What I'm hoping for is people um, go. Okay, there's a lot of beers that are new. A lot of beers that are these crazy styles. But I need that one that I can keep going to the one that stays in my fridge not one that i'm putting in a mix six the one i'm actually buying a full six and i can try all these funky ones right that's i, I hope it goes back to true to style beers mm-hmm. so the next craze for me is hopefully pilsners again. that kind of seems to be a common uh commonality between you and several of our other guests wanting to go back to the, just the traditional beer styles that it's almost kind of got a little too wacky with all the Man, you're, if you want, if you you're want, purist. you're a purist. Well, I'm just saying, if you want, if you want some of these beers, you basically just want sugar. You're you're drinking sugar, milk sugar. We have on here for our empty space question number eleven that we couldn't come up with anything for. You want to talk about your your previous uh, life and your FYF and what oh. that means? So, previous life. So I made music for a long time, and I interviewed. Um, rappers and tattoo artists and a bunch of other things like that and I had a website and it was fun it was me and a couple of friends and we did it we were just you know good way to network basically because um, we made music and we wanted to be able to interview people that could get us into places that we weren't able to get into before and it helped and then we kind of started getting popular and then we got a cease and desist letter. Well, I got one at my house um, for the name because some garbage rappers from Florida decided to copyright it before we did. Oh, my gosh. Note to self, copyright this shit. Johnny, we need to talk about that. Copyright. Legit. Yeah. Legit because so, someone could make this podcast today and not have even released an episode and copyright it and you can get a cease and desist. Well, that sounds wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> this is what you have to look forward to. Note to self. Note to self. Uh, first thing on tomorrow's yeah. agenda. So you, the, name, copyrighted. the name of that website was what? FYF Nation. Okay. It's FYF stands for fuck your face. And so were they fuck, <laughs> were they fuck your face they or were, were they FYF? They were, so we had it FYF Nation. They were FYF Nation. Ours was okay. fuck your face. Theirs was fuck your feelings. Oh my gosh. Pussies. I like it. <laughs> save it was, that save that blip. That would yeah. be a good blip. <laughs> it was a yeah. It was a good time though, man. I had I had a lot of fun. Music, doing music and trying to sell music is a lot like selling beer. I mean, not everyone knows who you are and you have to sell the product and it has to be good product, otherwise they're not gonna come back. That's a that's kind of segues into our next uh, question for you. If you were not in the brewing industry or the beer world, what would be the next thing for you? Would you get back into the music world? Nope. All right. 
I would not. <laughs> I did that for I did that for a long time, and it is as cutthroat as it gets, and it's not fun sometimes. I would ride my motorcycle everywhere. I would just I would live on the land, not necessarily, <laughs> you know, but kinda. Right. Yeah. I would just on, the, like, on the road. Yeah. Fuck it. Right. I'm riding my bike everywhere, and I'll find a job when I don't have any money, and then when I have enough money, I'm gonna keep going. I that's what I would want to do. So you wouldn't live the van life; you'd live the bike life. Sure, I'm cool with sleeping outdoors. Yeah, nice. that's sweet, dude. That sounds like a great time. But I got kids, so no dice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they need to grow up. Yeah, one day when they grow up, twenty years from now, maybe they'll want to ride motorcycles with me, and then we well, can just oh, be that weird, go. dirty family. <laughs> <laughs> the family that like walks in McDonald's and uh, they somebody buys them food because they look no, good. no, we'll we'll have money to buy me. McDonald's, come on, man! Don't it'll sell be, the show. It'll, it'll be like that. But uh, we'll be no, walking, yeah. we'll be walking into McDonald's to shower in their sinks. That yeah, type yeah. of dirty. We'll yeah, afford yeah. the McDonald's. Uh, Johnny, you got any last questions over there? No, I don't. I mean, I'll ask the last question here. Well, um, let's. Uh, Kate, you got any last questions for Brad while we got him sitting here? What's your thoughts about the underground studio? Being here with us. Um, this place is amazing. I see a scrimshaw coaster. I also see an old Rasputin coaster. You guys are fun. There was a cat, <laughs> and it came up to me. Pierre, he's friendly. Pierre, yeah. Pierre is awesome. He's the uh, he's the underground studio uh, guard. I I like Pierre. He is. He's nice. Yeah. He's he's a friendly guard. So, uh, we're dude. Thanks for joining us uh, today and, and telling us about yourself. I've learned a lot about you sitting here, and you know I'm I'm happy to continue you know growing our relationship, and now I can consider you more of a buddy as a, as opposed to having a working relationship which is awesome so thanks for your time oh shucks thanks for your time and uh dude let's start getting into your beers and talking about it i'm getting a little thirsty over here i could try some of the delicious beers you brought let's do it up money it yeah i was gonna say that's a pretty impressive even for we're we're terrible at it someone always someone always gets the chef I have, I have never poured beer again. <laughs> Brad, we're just going to let you uh, introduce it and tell us about it, and we'll go and we'll drink it. Sweet. Well, uh, the first beer you guys are trying is Scrimshaw. It's our German style Pilsner. Um, brought to you by North Coast Brewing Company. Let's get a big nose on it, Johnny. Yeah, that's an easy drinker. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's tasty. Super easy drinker. Crisp. A little fun fact 100 calories, 2 grams of carbs. That's it. Oh, that's it is that's money. It is yeah. a it's a considered a keto beer, actually. Wow. What? Where was that when we were on keto? You didn't care. You drink all the beer you wanted. <laughs> it was <laughs> I told you the one the stipulation. Truth comes out. <laughs> I told you the one stipulation about that diet was that I'm not giving up beer. Beer was my carbs. Man, it was there the whole time. Right I under am, your I nose. I'm so upset. So I did drink a lot of bourbon too though, because bourbon is keto friendly. Sweet. Yeah. I couldn't complain. So it's not like you lost. I didn't lose. This we, is tasty, dude. We uh, we nickname it Slimshaw. Uh-huh. Um, I used to weigh 280 pounds. Hmm. And all I've been drinking is Slimshaw. Look at me now. Look at you. Post- 190. Poster child. That is a great advertisement. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> is that true? It's not true at all. <laughs> you had me. It's not hard to do. Sweet. It means I'm good at sales. Exactly. <laughs> what's uh what's the flavors you got on that, Johnny? Or how you, how you feeling about it? I feel like uh you know, I'm drinking it kind of out of a cooler right now, so it's not like that perfect thirty two degrees. 
Um, but it is really, you know, crisp. Uh, I could probably pound uh, maybe six, seven of these a nice. night. And yeah. And it's a good pounding beer. Go along with some rumples. Yeah. Kate, how do you like it? Patio crusher. There you go. That's the term I'm looking for. That's my favorite <laughs> term. <clears throat> patio crushing. This is definitely a patio crusher. I like it. It's delicious. What do we got? We got Prankster. Prankster's uh, Belgian golden now. Let me just down the scrimshaw to allow room. Please do. <laughs> Chug it. Don't judge me on this part. Okay. We're going to give it a little shot. Oh, yeah. Money. I want to be honest. Belgian-style beers are not my favorite. I do like the flavor in this. It's just, I don't, what, what is the earthy? You're getting almost like banana esters mm-hmm. from it. That's, that, it's, it's a lot. Banana, it's, bubble gum, florally. Can you guess the ABV on this beer? Six, five. I was going to guess six. Seven. I was going to say lower, like five, four. Four, five, seven, six. Oh. Closest. What? <laughs> winner. <laughs> and uh, Johnny, what, what do we have for our winner today? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Sorry. You couldn't even pretend. <laughs> oh, cookies, cookies. Joanna's what about making a cookies. Cookies. Something. Yeah. <laughs> cookies. Um, seven, seven, six. Seven, six. Wow, that's that's big for a golden ale. It's of a, any nature. It's a it's a big beer. I mean, again, this kind of can fall into the category of patio crusher. But should yeah. you? Did you we know. talk about what the ABV on the the, the scrimshaw was? Oh, four six. Easy drinking. Easy drinking all day. You could put that up against any beer that's in that category, and nothing's going to beat it. Is this called the prankster because, like, you know, it's pretty easy, easy drinker, and then it just sort of ends your afternoon because you get fucked up. <laughs> Damn, I don't think so. <laughs> but I really like that. Yeah, I'm gonna steal that in my sales pitch. All right. The story I understand, and again, I have really like a hundred percent not positive, but the Merry Pranksters. You ever heard of them? No. Bus drivers for the Grateful Dead. Oh. So I kind of feel like there's this thing, San Francisco area up mm. north. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes sense. You know that type of vibe. I mean, we do pretty great business with this around April Fool's Day. All that, we have little jester hats and stuff like that. You know, fun little things, but I like yours. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny could be the new slogan master for your, yeah. your team. It's Let's... copyrighted right now. I copyrighted it. I copyrighted it. Right now. <laughs> Pay me a million dollars. Timestamp, 836. <laughs> Damn, twice in a lifetime. Beautiful. <laughs> Let's go big. You guys had old Rasputin before? I've never. <gasps> Kate loves this beer. I fucking love this beer. Say what? Never? Never. Oh, dude. Johnny has oh, a hard time bro. reaching past the Coors Lights to anything. When- yeah. Oh, so fair. Totally fair, yeah. man. Um, you're about to drink the benchmark of Russian Imperial Stouts. It is the beer that beers are graded against. All right, Kate's hitting me over here. She has something she wants to say. When Mike, when they were opening Mason Mash and Mike was coming up with their initial beer list, he said, I want one dark beer in bottles, one stout. I don't know what to do. I got to pick six and picked out a bunch of ones that I really liked. And I said, there's one that I love that I really hope that you pick, but you try them. And he's like, this is the best thing I ever had. I'm like, yes. <laughs> if you're going to carry one, that's the one you should carry. So you're the reason I met him. <laughs> 
I, I wish people could see your face when you said that. Was, that was very sensual. That, that, I, I would never have connected that. That is phenomenal. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And it's funny because I do a lot of events and tastings and people come up to me and be like, old recipe can change my life. Mm-hmm. Like I brewed it. I didn't brew it. The guys that brewed this beer are a hundred percent so on the money with this beer these so guys are some of the best brewers in the world so you're about to have it out of a bottle you need to have this beer on nitro you need to have this beer on draft we don't have nitro lines doesn't have to be at your place <laughs> i could t- <laughs> i could tell you where to go perfect but well, literally man it's um tell us about the abv on this beer i like the guessing game can you guess what this is I'm going to guess seven. Kate, do you know what it is? I'm going to guess higher. Eight. Eight, eight. I know what it is, so. You're very close. It's 9%. Mm. It's not brewed with coffee. It's not brewed with chocolate. You just get flavors of that in there. There's different levels of roasting to get these flavors. Imagine different chars on barrels. It's five different levels, fairly similar. We should probably talk about this on one podcast, about the different levels levels of chars on barrels and the different roasts on barley and grains because you can literally line them up and have five different ones in a row. It's all the same style, just different roasted, and that's where they're getting that flavor from. Mm. This beer is very nostalgic for me because I had a friend that owned a really quaint um, Irish pub that was just beautiful and warm on the inside and beautiful woodwork. And um, that was one of the first places I had this beer more than 10 years ago. And But in the wintertime, I used to love, they had the really great bread pudding there. Bread pudding, vanilla ice cream, one of these. And in that warm, cherry wood, beautiful bar, it was just heaven. You, you, heaven. Put, you put this in a snifter, yeah. you feel like a king. For he, real. He's not he's not a salesman. I know. Like he but, doesn't sell this every day of his life. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously. And and you want a summer drink? You want to talk about a summer drink? She touched on it. Put a scoop of ice cream in a pint glass. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Now you're talking. Rasputin floats Pfft. all day. Well, especially if you got it on draft. Not all day. It's nine percent. I you can't do that. You get, you get like maybe <laughs> a one or hours. two. two. This, is, this is another one that could probably definitely creep up on you. If It'll you end your afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh sure. If you're, if you're slamming, but you, you wouldn't. You would never. You want to enjoy the no, flavor. Yeah. You want to enjoy it. You guys are lucky I didn't bring old stock. I don't even know what that is. The what? richness is good for bourbon drinkers too. Like this type style of beer. A hundred percent. I brought you guys a gift. A barrel aged old Rasputin. Hmm. Seriously? Yeah. It's in the cooler. Stop it. So please, please enjoy when I'm not here because I, I, I have to go home. <laughs> I think you covered all hours of the day here because you have the Berliner Weiss that I could probably have at 7 a.m. <laughs> um, the Scrimshaw yes. and the Prankster I could have, you know, in the mor- or mid-morning afternoon, right? Right. And then you have your put-me-to-bed. Uh, Rasputin. Old Rasputin. Rasputin. Yeah. Tired of those unwanted knocks on your door while you're in your undies? Make those unwanted visitors choose between spreading the word of the Lord or grabbing a handful of your perfectly replicated bronze scrotum. At AC's Bronze Ball Bag Doorbell Knockers, we make those Jehovah's Witnesses work for it. Given the choice, they'd rather move on to the next door than hammer your door with an enormous AC's Ball Bag. 
To find us on social media, click on hashtag Rooney Door since 1983. All right, Kate's going to start us off on the smoke break uh, talking about beer. I'm using quotations here. Lovers or people who are knowledgeable of beer not pronouncing the name of the beer or the brewery correct, and we have lots of different examples. So why don't you start us off, babe? Um, I'll go with my top three. Yeah, man, I love beer. I'll just have a Laguntas. <laughs> and that's a common one that's like young and old people they can't uh, say it i'm a total hophead how about one of those modus hopperdinis <laughs> see but i you want to explain that beer or you modus keep hopperandi yeah is the proper name and what kind of beer is it did you say what it was on the first part um i if you as you could guess by the a name hophead. it is a very hop forward ipa nice and what's the third one the snaggletooth banana <laughs> <laughs> which From is, our friends at Salomo. Which is super relevant to this podcast. We, we talked about our friends at Salomo, and you have a tattoo of... A snaggletooth. Not banana. No. No. <laughs> but don't dare me to get a banana <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you... Oh, no. Let's, Did you hear the story behind that name? Why they call it snaggletooth bandana? What is the story behind that name? Um, There's the, two the, guys that used to hang out. At a liquor store in the owner's hometown that were very quirky. And one guy's name was Snaggletooth. And the other guy's name was Bandana. So that's they a, made a beer. a very catchy name. Absolutely. Yeah. So they made it. So the, one of the first beers he brewed was Snaggletooth Bandana. Yeah. Let's, uh, that's a great smoke break. Do we have any more examples of that? I, I thought I had one in a... Solomon Oath. Oh, the that's Solomon the one. Oath. The Solomon Oath one is very popular. Snaggletooth Banana. I just can't get it right. Solomon <laughs> is a name. Solomon? Solomon. Solomon is a Solomon oath. A, big, a biblical one. Right. And Solomon. Well, it's either Solomon word. or Solomon and oath. You know yeah. what I mean? There's like the two different variations. Yeah. We Solomon, were at, it's neither Solomon and or Solomon. Right. We were at a fresh market that just opened up on the south side of Wheaton recently, and they had in their menu, their drink menu, Solomon and oath on draft. And I'm just like, man, if the reps come in here, it's like, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. It's <laughs> not hard. Yeah. It's two words. Let's talk about our customer of the week. We need to talk about Yelpers and Untappers. Everybody who works at a restaurant who looks at Yelp can tell you of a ridiculous Yelp review left that needs to not be allowed on there. At least one, maybe even more. My favorite one is the one-star Yelp review from a customer who walked into our restaurant. We were really busy. They were wondering why we're on an hour and a half wait. And then based on that, decided they didn't like the layout of the restaurant and told us we needed more tables because we were on an hour and a half wait. So, one star. Go pound sand. Right. Yeah, and if and if you've been in there, there's no room for more tables. <laughs> Where are you going to put another table? <laughs> well, it's exactly. They were they the lady was also upset that there was two bars. She mm. couldn't understand why you needed two bars on split levels. Because they were both full. Uh, everything was full. <laughs> it was it was packed to the gills, hour and a half wait. I don't like the layout. Let's talk Boom, about un, let's talk about untapped first because I don't know that any, everybody knows what untapped is. Sure. Who wants to tell us what it is? Untapped is a fun little app on your phone that you can rate beer how you decide it tastes. So it brings out the Cicerone in everyone. <laughs> Everybody's an expert. Everyone is an <laughs> expert. It's fantastic. So here's my thing about untapped. I'll go on my little vent real quick. I do tastings. I do beer fests. And I deal with 
many, many consumers. And anyone that drinks our beer, I am extremely grateful for. I don't like it if you don't like a style of beer. You walk up to the table, you try the beer, and you go, I'm going to give it one star. When I say, why are you giving it one star? And your reason is, I don't really like that style. So people got to keep in mind when you're rating our beer like that, there are bars out there that put ratings of beers on the board. And if you're rating it one star because you just don't like that style, that hurts a brewery that's been around. Sure. It's not It's not fair to that beer. That's or the not, brewery. Or any that, brewery. Right. It's not mm-hmm. fair to anything. Yelpers are the same way. Yes. 100%. Not all. I'm not judging all of you on tapters and all you yelpers. Just just as a small portion. The portion that pissed me off. <laughs> Those are the, we're giving you judgy eyes. You can't see it, but you're getting real judgy eyes. Dude, thanks for coming on, man. This has been a great time. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. The beer is fantastic. Your company is fantastic. You, as a personal person, your company is fantastic. And I'm so glad we got to do this. So, once again, thanks for your time. And anytime you want to come on, uh, just let us know. I'm always down. I appreciate the Underground Studio. And I hope all of the beers that we have tasted are buy it, gift it, pour it cook it and chug it all the good ones <laughs> the, the other rating system that we've yeah. evolved yeah. we know, we didn't really rate them but they were all pretty good right <laughs> just if you dump it dump it down somebody else's throat exactly that's a great great maybe we should do that yeah dump it down somebody else's throat <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh thanks for listening today guys uh contact us send us some emails tell us what you're thinking tell us what you want to uh for us to talk about uh, most of you out there know us, text us, tell us what you, you know, text us what you're thinking about the podcast and what you want to hear uh, or about any new products that are coming out. We'd love to have it be more interactive that way. Our next podcast will be re- uh, recording in the next couple weeks will be number 10. So we're probably going to have to do something special for that. We're excited that we've made it this far and we definitely couldn't have done it without you guys, the listeners, our guests who have come on and join us, our families. We're loving it. This is really, really cool. And uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying it too. So Kate, thanks for joining us. You got any last words? It's my pleasure. Happy to be here. Awesome. And you look beautiful. Oh, barf. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, <Yeef>. John, yeef. <laughs> Johnny, any last words? No, no last words for me. I had a good time. Cool, man. Right, thanks awesome. for coming, Brad. Awesome. Thanks, Everybody man. be good to each other, and we'll see you on the next pod. Yes. Later. Peace. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rock and music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. talk shit yeah it's not that's it, not good that's not good business ethics no it's not because if you start talking shit i'm gonna fuck your lines up oh nice <laughs> i will come after your lines nice